these students were just excellent participants. They were mm-hmm. super engaged. They had the most fun. I mean, it was just awesome seeing them experiencing the whole day. One dimension is to really bridge and to engage with secondary school students, mm-hmm. to let them start to imagine things. How can they integrate what they already know about the world and take it in new directions and, and bigger frames? You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. We recap the premier Cornell World Languages Day. Angelica and colleagues Abby Cohn and Katie Blake talk about the massive event showcasing world languages and cultures to high school students in our community. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. And I'm Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media development manager. Today, we have Abby Cohn and Katie Blake in the studio. Together with Angelica, they organized a pilot event that celebrates world languages and cultures, and they are here to talk about the impact it had on participating high school students and Cornell participants. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Abby and Katie. Thank you. Thanks. Before we start diving into Cornell World Languages Day and this wonderful event that we just put on a couple of weeks ago, can you share with our listeners a little bit more about your roles at Cornell and also what languages you speak and the paths you took with languages? Um, sure. So I'm, um, I actually was an undergrad at Cornell hmm. and uh, didn't, hadn't discovered linguistics but studied French and loved French, and that eventually led me to go to graduate school uh, in linguistics, where I focused on French and also French, English, and Indonesian and Indonesian languages. Hmm. So in Mm -hmm. the process, I've studied French, um, German, Indonesian, and some a little bit of Dutch. Wow. Um, And all of that came together when, uh, as my first job, I came back to Cornell Hmm. just a few years ago. (laughs) Um, And I'm a professor of linguistics and also the director of the Southeast Asia program. Wonderful. Katie, what about you? Yeah, so I am currently a graduate student at Cornell. Um, I came here to work with Abby. We have a similar Mm -hmm. background. I also studied French um, in college at Indiana University, where there are a lot of languages available for study. It's awesome. Um, And I'm currently working on um, some linguistics projects in different Romance languages like French and Italian. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And you teach French right now, right? I do. I'm a French TA for first-year uh-huh. students, and it's super fun to see them go from not knowing anything at all other than yeah. how to say bonjour mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to really um, having a whole conversation yeah. by the end of the semester. That's great. So this event, World Languages Day. Abby, can you talk a little bit about how this all came about? Um. Sure. So um, I actually, really by coincidence, learned about uh, World Languages Day from Professor Sue Gass, who is on the faculty at Michigan State University. Mm -hmm. And she told me about this wonderful, um, massive outreach event. Um, And it got my wheels spinning about how this could be a really great way both to connect with secondary school students and expose them to Mm -hmm. the importance of language learning, but also to promote um, the less commonly taught languages. We at Cornell teach a lot, a wonderful set of 
relatively commonly taught languages and what we call less commonly taught mm-hmm. languages. And um, one of my um, goals has been to make those more visible yeah. uh, to both students and the community. And then just really coincidentally, really only a few weeks after that, um, Angelica came for a job uh, <laughs> visit mm-hmm. for the position that you're now in. Yep. And, uh, Spoiler alert. During, <laughs> during, the position, uh, during that visit, um, we were able to arrange for Angelica to meet with the then director of the Inaudi Center for International Studies, the vice provost for international affairs, and the director of global learning, mm-hmm. and they—the four of them, the four of you—you yeah. you spoke oh. about World Languages Day and kind of pitched it as an idea. And so, really, um, as I remember it, uh, once once um, you had uh, accepted the position mm-hmm. and decided to come, you and I just started talking about how are yeah. we gonna how are we gonna do this? How yeah. are we gonna make it happen? And so, we were able with the help actually of the vice provost's office to bring together representatives from the Office of Engagement Initiatives, the Public Service Center, the Library, INAUDI, Global Learning, to initiate a conversation about whether we might have our own version of World Languages Day at Cornell. And to provide a little bit more context of um, what World Languages Day is, So I've been involved with this program at Michigan State for about 10 years. And Abby, as you mentioned, it's it's an outreach initiative to just get students excited about the opportunities that studies in languages and cultures afford them and to bring students to a university campus and to show them um, that there are student clubs, that there are study abroad opportunities, that there are many globally minded units, and of course a whole array of, of languages that students um, can choose from. So by virtue of now working at the Language Resource Center here, that was a, a natural connection to bring this event with me. And I do need to give a shout out to my colleagues at Michigan State, particularly Joy Campbell, because um I think this event would not have gone so seamlessly without all of the materials that we had our disposal that we could tap into. But it's really just a nice opportunity to showcase what university campuses do um, and the opportunities that students who are prospective students, but also current undergraduate and graduate students have when it comes to being exposed to language learning, culture learning, study abroad. Mm all things global. So definitely a fun event. You know, at Cornell, all of the languages that we offer are offered through the College of Arts and Sciences through Mm -hmm. several different departments. And um, the Language Resource Center is also part of Arts and Sciences, but it very much serves the whole university. And one of the things when we were looking for the new director was also to think about how do we connect more systemically with the Mm -hmm. whole university. And so that was really part of the idea as well, that this would be something that it wouldn't just be arts and sciences, it wouldn't just be the LRC or the language instructors, Mm -hmm. but it would really be this university-level collaboration. And that's why we started at such a high level in terms of Mm -hmm. putting together some strategic planning. So, Katie, walk us through the day. What happened at World Languages Day. Well, it was a whirlwind. We had um, a bunch of awesome, super enthusiastic 
undergrad volunteers um, show up in the morning before the whole thing started to get everything set up. Um, and then the student participants arrived, um, and these students were from two different programs um, locally. The first program is STEP, which is Science and Technology Entry Program, um, and the other students were from a program called uh, Upward Bound. Um, and these students were just, I mean, excellent participants. They were mm-hmm. super engaged. They had the most fun. I mean, it was just awesome seeing them experiencing the whole day. Um, so we had a little opening ceremony at the beginning to kind of pump them up and give them a preview. Touchdown, the the Cornell Bear mascot even came, yeah. and I had a great time <laughs> with that. Um, and then they were off. They attended uh, four different classes during the day, um, four different sessions, and um, and then at lunchtime we had an info fair um, where they got to walk around to different booths and see um, some some items from all over the world uh, and learn about um, different programs that they might be interested in post high school. Um, and they also got to see a couple of uh, Korean performances. So we had two Korean groups um, perform during the lunch hour, um, a Korean drumming group, and then a Korean dance group. Um, and they just loved that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really from when they got here to when they left, they were just having so much fun. And you could see it really on their faces. It was great. What were some examples of sessions that were part of World Languages Day? Yeah, so um, the performances that they saw at lunch, those were actually sessions, too, that they could take, uh, which I think is really cool. They got to see kind of what the professional level um, of those, Mm -hmm. um, of the shimta, the dance, and then the emotion, which is um, the other Korean group that performed. They got to do that themselves um, at some point in the day, so that was super fun. Uh, We also had a session about... Um, getting them excited for study abroad and mm-hmm. letting them know that um, this kind of dream is actually more accessible than mm-hmm. they may have thought, uh, which is awesome that they can have a global experience um, when they go to college. And in addition, we had um, a number of sessions that focused on both some less commonly taught languages. We had a game show about Southeast Asian mm-hmm. languages and we also had a couple sessions. Uh, we had a session on, um, about Arabic, but really about some of the customs and mm-hmm. culture and how that fits into language learning. And uh, we also um, had some sessions on languages that are better known, but thinking about some interesting issues. So what are some of the things you might do, for example, studying French? And we mm-hmm. focused on... French and its val- its the importance of French relative to um, some health care uh, health um, health professions. Mm-hmm. So, um, in particular, uh, for example, things like um, uh, Doctors Without Borders and so on, where the having language skills can be very important. Mm-hmm. And I think another very popular session was our ASL session, Mm. which, of course, goes back to the fact that Cornell just this semester started teaching ASL. So it was really great to incorporate that language already in World Languages Day as well. Yeah, we'll have uh, more of that coming up uh, a little bit later, a few episodes from now. Yeah. (laughs) And then we also had a really great session um, about meeting your global communities. So we had a panel of... um, of people who have recently immigrated to the Ithaca area come in and talk to the students about um, their experiences 
uh, immigrating here and learning English. And I think that was really cool um, mm-hmm. for the students mm-hmm. to see that different perspective. And, you know, and that ties into one of the things we were really interested in when we thought about what would make World Languages Day special at Cornell. Like, yeah. what was it particularly? And so, first of all, we really wanted to think about how do we bring together all the global international kinds of activities mm-hmm. and communities that are already on campus. So the international students, students mm-hmm. studying um, languages and cultures, um, but also how do we connect with the community? And so bringing students from both the neighbor, uh, from the Ithaca School District and the neighboring districts and working together with, uh, with the BOCES district, we were able to do that. But also thinking how do we connect with the community? Mm-hmm. Who, how do these exact same questions and issues play out in the community? And so we were really glad uh, that the um, Office for Engaged Initiatives was really help, helped us to make that bridge and to connect uh, some of the, the – these are really the issues and applications, the day-in, day-out yeah. uh, effects of some of the – issues of language and culture that we sometimes, you know, that we think about at the university. And I think it's so nice that that speaks directly to Cornell's land-grant mission, Mm -hmm. engaging with the community and getting students to, our Cornell students, to engage with that Mm -hmm. as well. So what was your sense of the impact of the event? What kind of feedback did you get from the participating high school students and the Cornell volunteers and the Cornell faculty who were involved? Well, I was just amazed because a lot of times when we say, oh, can you share your experiences? Like, if I do that with a class, they might just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) We had decided that we would actually engage at at our closing ceremony and ask for some input. And I have to say I was just blown away by both how willing the students Mm -hmm. were to share and how articulate they yep. they were in sharing. Um, yeah, one student remarked that um, they really loved that the sessions were culture first and language second. So mm-hmm. they really got to learn about um, the people that speak those languages um, rather than just sitting in mm-hmm. kind of a language instruction style sure. class, which can be boring sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we just got some really, really great feedback um, one student said, I feel like I'm going to understand how people communicate and then I will mm. more fully understand others when asked about, mm. you know, what do you think you're going to get out of the day um, before they even began? So we gave them a kind of a pre, um, pre-World Languages Day survey and that was one of the, one of the nice responses. Um, and yeah, some of the students said their favorite parts of the day were getting a taste of what each language and culture is like, which I think was one of our goals of this event was to um, not focus on one language or the more commonly taught languages mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Spanish or French, um, but really to expose the students to all kinds of different things like lesser taught languages or in Southeast Asia. Um, one student said, I learned about countries and languages I've never even heard of mm-hmm. in Southeast mm-hmm. Asia, sure. which is yep. uh, really cool. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, one student said that their favorite part was the perspectives of others and the kind staff and the community engagement that we offered. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just got excellent responses. Yep. Awesome. 
One of the things, um, I think to a person, the, the faculty and the, the senior lecturers, the lecturers who all mm-hmm. participated said, when can we do it again? Yeah. They, yeah. I think they were all really jazzed by the experience yeah. as well and felt that the energy was really positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think everyone is looking forward to you know, trying to do it again. Yeah, and we got similar responses from the volunteers, the undergraduate Mm -hmm. students too. All of them, except for the ones that are graduating, (laughs) um, are really excited to to come back and do this again. And and they said, um, one volunteer said that, I loved being able to share Cornell's programs and community with the kids who came to the event and seeing how engaged they were with the activities and sessions was Mm -hmm. fantastic and very fulfilling. Um, so that's something great to hear. And another volunteer said that it made me want to take another language at Cornell. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, we're drumming up this enthusiasm in young students and in the undergrads here mm-hmm. already. Um, so it was just a smashing success. Yeah, you know, what stood out to me was that everybody from the participating high school students, all the representatives of all these various units who came together to make it possible, to the volunteers, to the presenters, everybody was grateful for being able to participate. Mm. And I think that's that's huge for spending a Saturday on a university campus when you could do other things, right? Yeah. So wasn't it the case that at like the end of the very long day, one of the undergraduate volunteers was like, thank you so much yep. for letting me yep. help out mm. today. Exactly. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. So why are events like World Languages Day important? Um, so I would say one dimension is to really bridge and to engage with secondary school students, mm-hmm. to let them start to imagine things, to mm-hmm. have a vision of what are some of the really exciting things that, that they can do in college and, and how do you how can they integrate what they already know about the world and take it in new directions and, and bigger frames. And at the same time, I think all of us, often go about our kind of day-to-day business, whether it's teaching linguistics or teaching a particular language or working on, you know, helping people with uh, language learning technology. We we kind of have our blinders on and mm, we forget yep. sometimes how interesting and exciting and what the broader impact of, yeah. of some of what we do uh, can be. So uh, what future plans are there now since this was the the pilot Cornell World Languages Day? Uh, what can we look ahead to? Well, when once we had brought all these stakeholders together with the hopes of launching World Languages Day at Cornell, everyone said, well, show us what it's going to look like. Show us how it's going to work. So we decided to do this as a pilot, mm-hmm. uh, which we did. And we're very grateful for an engaged learning opportunity grant uh, that we Mm -hmm. received from the Office of Engagement Initiatives, um, which really made uh, this possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the idea was to do the pilot and then based on the pilot, bring the stakeholders together again and really think about, you know, making this an an annual event. And I think we all are ready to ready to do that. And (laughs) the idea that we have is to really take everything we did, all of which was really effective and start to scale it up, but in a very incremental way. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. We're looking forward to doing it again. Probably next October, we'll come up with a date, you know, soon and uh, we'll be sharing information. 
So if people have questions or want to find out more, is there a place that they can reach us? Sure. So we actually have a dedicated email. It's called, it's worldlangday at cornell.edu, and that's a, a permanent existing email now, and we're be delighted to hear from you. We'd be delighted to get questions if you'd like to be added to a mailing list. So we're sure to share information with you for, for next year or future years. Or if you have ideas that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And if people are interested in taking a look at what World Languages Day look like, go to Instagram and search for the hashtag CornellWLD. And yes, no, that is not three L's in a row. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. our email address. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. yeah, and we do have um, we do have a website, um, and we'll be posting information there as we plan for next year as well. Yeah, and that's lrc.cornell.edu/wld. Wonderful. Well, before we sign off. We'd like to ask you to share your favorite word in a language that you speak, that you are learning, have learned, want to learn. Katie, what is that favorite word? Um, so one of my colleagues and friends in the linguistics department um, is Korean, and she currently teaches Korean. Um, and she taught me this exclamation in Korean that means, wow. And so it's really fun to say it's daebak, right? Say that so, again. Daebak. That's awesome. Yeah. We should. So I like using that a lot. Yeah, it's very using that Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Abby, what about you? So one of the things to me that's so fascinating is different languages use uh, make grammatical distinctions in, in different ways. So um, some languages have gender and some a grammatical gender and some don't, and some use past tense and future tense and other ones don't. And in Indonesian, there's a wonderful grammatical distinction. So uh, they have two different forms of we or a first-person plural. There's mm -hmm. we, there's um, we kami, which means me, we, us, but not you. And then there's kita, which means us, including you. Huh. And it's a really useful distinction. So mm -hmm. sometimes you're yeah. like, what, you know, what are, you, what are we doing? And you want to make it clear, you know, we, but not you. Indonesian yeah. <laughs> well, lets you make exactly what... that distinction. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but we're in the movies. <laughs> exactly. But not you. But exactly. not, you're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, well, Abby, Katie, thank you so much for speaking of language with us today. Thanks for thanks for having yeah, us join you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Angelica Kramer and Sam Lupowitz. Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners, and do stay tuned for our next episode.